For GateWorld.net, I'm uh, David Reed, and I'm interviewing Peter Fleming with a little bit of uh, music <laughs> to help us out here. Peter, thank you for uh, thank you for coming to join us. Where are we? The Transcontinental down in Gastown in Vancouver? We're, yeah, we're at the uh, last stop of the train station in uh, downtown Vancouver, British Columbia. Okay. Are you, were you born here? No. Where are you from originally? Originally from Halifax, Nova Scotia, the east coast ah. of Canada. Okay. Did you do any acting in Toronto? Not in Toronto. I mean, I have after I came out to Vancouver, but I went from Halifax to Vancouver uh, about 15 years ago. Oh, okay. And cool. started my career out here. So how did you find your way out here? This process of elimination. I, I did a bunch of different things in Halifax and, and never really settled into anything and and just watched was watching TV one day and I, I saw a few actors and, and thought that maybe I could do that but I needed to be far enough away from home. So how old were you when you got this bug? Um, I was uh, early 20s or tw- around 20. Okay. I, I had done some commercials and some small TV parts in Halifax while I was going to university so I was kind of just filling the space in the classroom but not you know really wanting to be there and then I did some modeling when I was in my late teens and some commercials and uh, and then uh, anyway I did did enough of it in in, the, in Halifax in the Maritimes that I got the bug enough where I just you know I, I needed to I needed to leave I needed to go far away enough that I would be far enough away from home that I wouldn't come back. So Vancouver is across the country from the East Coast. I went to the West Coast. So you're not going to exactly slide back into town, you know. Well, I ended up doing that. It's just a long slide. (laughs) (laughs) uh, What were you originally going to school for? What what would have become of Peter Fleming had he not got the acting bug? Well, I mean, I think... You know, in the beginning, I wanted I wanted to be a, a gym teacher, and that didn't really. Yeah, that didn't turn. I, I I was I've done a lot of sports. That was my whole upbringing was sports. I really competed nationally in a few different sports, and such as uh, curling and golf and baseball, and um, but I played all sports at a pretty pretty good level, and and so that was my life growing up was sports. Any hockey? I played a lot of hockey. Yeah. A lot of hockey. Hockey and curling. You know, and when you asked me the question, I was like, oh, I'm missing a few sports. I can't think of them. But but hockey and curling were big. Uh, my, my brother's actually a really big curler. He's uh, his team is ranked, I think, sixth in the world. Wow, he's yeah. playing. Yeah. Oh, he's a he's a player. Wow. He's, uh, yeah, he's a player. So a few times, uh, there's actually been a couple times where he's been on TV curling, and I've been on TV on one of my. One of your TV gigs. shows or gigs that I've been doing, so it's happened a few times at home where where mom's joked about her sons, where she's flipping back with the remote. But I tell her now, with picture in picture, if it happens and when it happens again, she doesn't have to do that. Sweet, that's great. So, are you a fan of science fiction? No, not at all. Before I am, once I got into the show, but before I started. Okay. I mean, I always liked. I mean, you know, I, I always liked Star Trek. And uh, and and just sort of something that was, you know, playing with the dimension that was outside of this world. You know, yeah. I, I always enjoyed that, but it wasn't 
it wasn't my my you know number one choice to, to go to on the remote. If I flipped around and saw it, I'd be like, oh, well, yeah, you know, neat. But I got back to my Trees Company or Gilligan's Island, <laughs> or, you know, stuff that. You know, so yeah, no, it wasn't it wasn't my first hit, but uh, but since I got into to Stargate and, and um, you know just watching a few of the sci-fi shows, I uh, and I think as I mature and get a little bit older as well, some of the uh, the concepts and the dialogue mm-hmm. is uh, is intriguing, fascinating, yeah. you know, as yeah. as you know. Um, so so yeah, that's uh, that's made me more engaged in the sci-fi. Um, Part of the world for sure. A lot of people say, you know, that sports and science fiction are kind of two completely different spheres of interest. They don't usually meet very often. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and I guess, you know, my uh, the whole, maybe the maturing thing. I, I'm playing less sports and uh, watching more sci-fi, so there's the, <laughs> there's the transition. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, I mean, if you're, uh, yeah, maybe there is a, a bit of a, a contrast, a bit of a clash. I, I don't know. I'm sure there's lots of people that are very involved in sports that love sci-fi and, you know, and, and vice versa. I mean, um, maybe they just never came together mm-hmm. at, the, at the same time for me. But I, I enjoy sci-fi now. So had you seen SG-1 prior to Season 5? Yes. Okay. Yes. Just randomly on television, or did it hurt your interest at all? Well, you know, I mean, I think being, you know, in the community of actors in Vancouver, you know, there's a few stable shows, um, and of course, um, Stargate was one of them and still is one of them. And so from that standpoint, when you're when you're with other actors and you're talking, I mean that's you know that's one of the shows that you want to be on because you hear that it's uh, you know it's a very professional show. It's been around a long time. The cast, the crew, everybody involved has it's it's just a it's just a good chemistry when you just take all the ingredients and put mm-hmm. it together. And obviously, being on as long as it has, I mean that sort of proof in the pudding. Did I just say proof in the pudding? I did. I think right? you did. Did, I yeah. think we've got tried, that on file. I tried to stop halfway through, but <laughs> where was I going to leave it after proof? I mean, you know, <laughs> you gotta you gotta finish that cliche, don't you? <laughs> um, you actually appeared in your first episode was a rather odd episode. Um, a lot of people don't consider this episode to be canon. It's kind of like outside of the normal sphere of episode. Sphere? I, I used sphere twice in this sentence. So, in this in this interview, um, it's kind of like a not a normal episode. Um, you said you'd been seeing Stargate before uh, this one aired. What did you think about uh, Wormhole Extreme? You know, this is, this is the, the 100th episode, big milestone episode. Well, I, I mean, I think I think the reason for you know the the success of Stargate is that is that you know they took. I mean. I mean, if you have your platform as science fiction and, and, and Stargate and the interdimensional one and, and the different um, different galaxies, different worlds, all that sort of thing, I mean, that's a great premise. But to add all the different slants on it yeah. is what makes it yeah. what makes the longevity of the show. It's very modern. It's so now. It's it's now. Yeah. It's exactly. And 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 so I mean, if you can combine that and sort of and not be afraid to to go out there because. You know, when you take chances, I mean, especially in this industry, it can cost a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of people's jobs. So you want to make it right. So I think I think the I think what the um, all the people that are involved in SG One did that. I mean, they 
they came at it from many different angles and uh, and were successful every time they did it. Why? I, I'm not too sure, but it's it's definitely worked. And I think that humor element in uh, exactly. in sci-fi is huge. And if you can combine those two, then I think you got a winner, which which they do. Especially in Stargate, you know, it's, it's, it's a very it's not just like winky winky, you know, kind of stupid. Sci- how sci-fi um, humor can be, but it's, it's kind of on the slant of Indiana Jones, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is a little bit stupid in its own right. But you know, sure. it's, it's I think it's more intelligent, especially with someone like Richard Dean Anderson. Exactly. Yeah, and 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 intelligent humor in that in that format is is engaging, whether you are a science fiction fan or not. Mm-hmm. How did your audition for Barrett come about? Was it a typical audition, or was there something <laughs> special about it? Or? Nothing at all, really. Uh, we want that guy, Peter Fleming. You're Barrett. It was actually a two-line audition, and 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 Dela, Peter uh, Peter Deloise was in yeah. the room, and uh, and yeah, I remember it. It was just a, a two-line audition for a possible recurring role uh-huh. uh, for uh, Man in Black. He wasn't. Uh, I don't think he was Agent Barrett at that point. It was, uh, could have been. I, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I think he was. The breakdown said Men in Black. Men in Black or Man in Black. I think you know. But okay. but it was. You know, it was one of those things where I had done a number of guest star roles up until that point, and it was just like a few lines, you know, on the audition. So, you know, my agent says, "Well, you know, it's Carol Kelsey, it's it's Deloise, it's the whole SG one, you know." And you, you, I think I was on there once before. I I can't remember if I was, but you know, you know, go in. It's a possible recurring, and and uh, so you know, just just go in and do it. It's a couple lines, Richard. You know, I don't know, do it. Just go, just go. I'm glad I went. Yeah, how many episodes have you done now? Seven? Yeah. Eight? Great. He just keeps on coming back. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's... um, The Arc of Truth just recently came out, you know? And they didn't have Robert Picardo, and they didn't have you. They had this brand new guy, and as soon as I saw him, I said to myself, that's why they didn't bring them, because they wanted to kill this one off. Uh. So, (laughs) instead of of bringing you back, which meant you would have had to die, so you're still ticket. Yes, yes. What did the original breakdown say about this character? So it was just like Men in Black? You know, the, you know, the, the original... Um, the, the character, Agent Barrett, he's a pretty... Uh, in the beginning, in the beginning, he was just... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, snide? Is that it? Snide? Guys? Snide? Cheeky, yeah. yeah. Cheeky, snide, um, but arrogant. borderline arrogant. Thank you. Borderline arrogant. In case you couldn't pick it up. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so those, but in a real kind of flat sense, like in a, uh, you know, like it's like give me, give me all those things without really giving, you know, giving, give, give me those internally. I don't want much movement out of the character, but give me all those things, but don't give them to me. And. Let's roll the film, please. Yeah. So you know, it's like one, so. I enjoyed that part of it, sort of the subtleties of kind of bringing those things out in, in the character, mm-hmm. and, and you know, they wanted him, you know, because he's an in charge guy, you know. Yeah. So you know, you have to, you know, sort of toe the line, but toe the line. I said toe the line. In uh, <laughs> that's proof in the pudding to toe the line when you're in charge. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So that. So yeah. That's been. That's Agent Barrett. I think. It was something interesting about this character at this point um, in the show. All of his counterparts had been very shady, 
had been, had always had an agenda. You know, the NID was always portrayed as very, very dark, very, um, to use a Star Trek cliche, very Section 31, very, this must be done in order for your ultimate, the, I mean, the, the, need, the ends justify the means. Yeah. Um, but then Barrett came along, and he was like the first mainstay NID who was actually law-abiding. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you were aware of that, but Mayborn was always getting into some crap. Um, not to mention Simmons, Frank Simmons, uh, played by John Delancey. Always, you know, he wasn't he wasn't law abiding at all. He was he was just just a dirty guy. And then here, Agent Barrett comes along, and in, in season six, episode Smoke and Mirrors, Carter has been so she's been grown to be so cautious of the NID, the NID, and then. We find out that this guy is actually wow. There's an NID guy who's actually honest and is actually a good person. So where the heck did I go with that? This was. Were you aware of this in the character? Well, yes. I mean, somewhat. I mean, I you know I did read. I mean, I didn't read anything you know sort of extensively, and I had a few. I watched a few episodes on you know the the, the NID and, mm-hmm. and different things. Um, but I think that's just you know more just simple brilliance of, of the writing and, and you know sort of bringing in new elements into. You know, and sort of always, you know, changing, and and uh, it's it's just part of the show. You know, I mean, everything. You know, you don't, you kind of know what you're getting, but you're always excited for the next episode because it's going to be a bit different. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just, you know, a good a good example of mm-hmm. that is, you know, bringing somebody who is forthright into the mm-hmm. NID to have some bit of give them a little bit of uh, a little stability. You know, yeah. A little legi- legi- legitimacy. Yeah. 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 I think it was really interesting. Um, we didn't really see any chinks in his armor until season ten and Insiders uh, with Cliff Simon. Yeah. It wasn't until that point that he realized that the ghoul had gotten to him mm-hmm. and it made him possibly do something like give him a sidearm that just made the whole situation kind of go underwater. Yeah. What have been some of your uh, more favorite episodes uh, so far? Any fond memories in particular? Yeah, that I've been. Uh, Smoke and yeah. Mirrors was the one that I. I that's, that was that was my favorite. And you know, I mean, I you know, I mean, let's. I, I got to be honest. I mean, all the episodes that Agent Barrett <clears throat> was trying to get closer to uh, mistapping uh, <laughs> Carter. Uh, you know, and, and there was a lot of talk, you know, possibly about, you know, these two, mm-hmm. you know, connecting in, uh, in a stronger way. And, uh, you know, so I just didn't have to, to babble on and, and uh, you know, in my kind of fun little way, try to get her out for a donut. Uh-huh. You know, which, How are you know, things with Pete? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you still together? Yeah, right. Yeah. Are you available? Yeah. <laughs> so things are still going well with you, huh? Well, that's, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to get back to work over here. <laughs> But there was, but there was, you know, I mean, I, I think there was a lot of talk there about maybe bringing the two together. It, you know, up, up until uh, up until now, it, you know, it never uh, transpired. But but for Amanda's character, you know, it was, it's always fun to, to have interest levels in uh, other parts of the world. Well, that that there's a little bit of sexual tension there, and that that brings a lot of subtext. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, the great one was. Uh, what was uh, what was Michael Shanks' script? Resurrection. Resurrection. That's right. That was a really good one. Yeah. Um, who, who among the cast do you enjoy working with the most? I would imagine you would say Amanda, but well, yeah. I mean, that's because I mean that's who I've worked with the most. Mm-hmm. Well, um, 
but just uh, you know, I mean, all the uh, all the banter, you know, in the trailers, and all. I mean, it just I, I like them all, you know. I mean, there's there's really nobody that uh, rubbed elbows with at, at, at any time. I mean, they're all you know, they're just so supportive and, um, and just honest and real when anybody comes to set, you know, and they're just they're very welcoming and. It doesn't take long to feel like you're, you know, you're part of the family there, whether you're there for a week or, you know, for a bunch of episodes in a row. It's just, it's, it's a good supportive environment. And because they're so professional, and I mean everybody, you know, everybody involved in it, and it, and it just makes it an easy, an easy, easy fit when you when you get there. Is that really unique from the set? It you've is. Been you on? know, it is. You've yeah. done a lot of set. It, I've done, yeah, I've done a lot of different shows. You know, and 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 you know, overall, I mean. You know, there's sort of glue that keeps a, a show together for a period of time, but there was just something about this show that, uh, you know, any any kind of questions or any, um, I don't know, anything that, nothing that really comes up because it, what, from the time you get there till the time you leave, you know, you really shouldn't have too many questions because everything's already there and, and ready to go. You just go in and do your job, you know, and... and I got nothing but good things to say about uh, any time I've ever gone to gone to set on that show. How do you strike the balance between getting the work done and having a good time? How do you personally? Getting the work done and having a good time while I'm on set. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know if I have a good time on set. I don't know. <laughs> uh, He's so serious. I don't know. Character. Yeah, I mean, if I did it, yeah, this guy. Yeah. I mean, you know, a good a good time to me is just you know hanging out in, in my trailer and just just hanging out and or you know meeting somebody you know meeting you know hanging out with one of the other casts or you know one of the extras or one of the grips or you know having those kind of chats like opportunities where you get a chance to to hang out and, and talk to people because you're in the same arena you know but uh, you know you have these little little run-ins, little encounters with people, and then you get to know them quickly and then move on. So, you, you know, I, I like, I mean, that that to me is a, a good time. Mm-hmm. And craft services. Uh, yes. No, it's good food. It really is. <laughs> In what ways um, did you, have you strived for not making Barrett this cookie-cutter government agent? Because I, I you think it would be really easy to fall into that. You yeah. Know? I mean, he's behind a black suit and tie. Yeah. Maybe that's why they cast me because maybe I just don't have that in my bones to be that cookie cutter kind of guy. I mean, I, you know, may, who knows? Maybe they had uh, tried to cast this guy and all they got was, you know, it's like, I don't know. Let's bring Fleming in for that. He can't be able to do it, you know? Deloise makes that easy. But, I mean, I haven't talked about Pete that much, but most of the episodes I did, especially in the beginning, and all the directors are great, but Pete. Uh, directed a lot of my first episodes that I've done, and and again, he's just you know part of the mix that makes that job you know really uh, welcoming and easy, uh, welcoming to, to go into and, and to be part of. What is it about his style that you that you resonate with? Uh, his uh, that combination of his quirkiness, but he knows what's it's that sort of intelligent quirkiness, you know that you know it's like he can um, it's combining that uh, you know. We've only got two minutes. Can you please get the hell over here and get this done? Look, I got to do it. Okay, now you go ahead. Go ahead. Do what you got to do. All right. Two, one. Can we go now? All right. That's sort of you know <laughs> that kind of that kind of element that uh, terrible impression of Deloise, but uh, <laughs> it's 
much better than I am. Um, but to uh, to have that serious side and, and joking side all in one, mm -hmm. it's a good combo. What do you think is in store for this character's future? Have you been? Uh, have they contacted you about season five yet for Atlantis? No. Okay. No. No, I thought maybe you guys might have some. <coughs> we haven't been to the set scoop. yet. We haven't gotten there yet. That's fairer than season five. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. Okay. But uh, we're really hoping that uh, he gets back. Yeah. yeah. You know, because I think, um, you know, he's. Uh, it's always, I think, it's always a good fit when 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 Agent Barrett, you know, comes in and and, and does a little bit when they come to Earth. I mean, it's. You know, he's always. That's uh, good. So. You ever think he's. <laughs> you ever think he's perceived as like, uh oh, here comes Agent Barrett, what's wrong now? You ever think he's perce perceived as a bad news kind of guy? Um, yes and no. I mean, you know, there's times when, uh, you know, when he does have to present bad news, but I mean, I think he's a good go to guy. You know, I think he's a good, uh, I think he's a good, I think he's a good middleman with, uh, with, that, that, that gives information that, that, Stargate needs, you know, and I, because uh, I think he's, and I, I think that's what I like about the character, where he stays, you know, fairly neutral and being, you know, a guy that offers information mm -hmm. and can also be involved in, in the activity as well. I mean, you're there to support, you know, and, and when you're there, you're playing a supporting role. You know, you, it, it's, it's, it's good to, to sort of have that neutrality about it, but, you know, also engaging, of course, but, and, yeah, and I think um, I think that's what Barrett's all about, and I think he does a damn good job at it. <laughs> Do you hope at some point that they'll take this character into like a more dark direction where he's not like 100% to be trusted all the time, or do you like the direction that it's going? We can take him wherever he wants to go. <laughs> we can take him anywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> Amanda's house, you know. Yeah, you know, sure. They can. Uh, Barrett will go anywhere, just about. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, who knows? Who knows? But uh, I'm definitely on board if it happens, for sure. If you could send a personal message out to fans, what would you say? I would say to the fans, thank you for whoever enjoys my character or enjoys the show. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for the fans that I met along the way that uh, are so truly honest and fun to talk to. And uh, and if you like my character, then you know let's let's get him back. Let's 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 get him going because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of development for Agent Barrett. I think he'd be uh, a good guy to keep around. So push for that. Thanks.